Hi, in this second episode of Green Sunrise, I will be talking to uh, Christopher McCourtney. It's a boy, a young boy that I met on Main Matter Scotland, uh, and uh, I've watched him grow uh, from obviously finding a place where he was maybe troubled and to coming to where he is now. Uh, I'm going to ask him questions based on his, on his life and the struggles he's had to deal with, how he gets over his mental health and uh, how he's became such a, a good guy and a great person for other people to go to. Please enjoy this episode and if you do like the Love Us episode, please uh, share it out and help me grow this Green Sunrise business. Thank you very much and enjoy the show. Uh, also, I need to apologise for the sound. Now, the sound wasn't very good at the end, but please uh, just bear in mind, uh, this is all new to me. But thanks anyway. Have a good day. Hello, welcome to Green Sunrise, Christopher McCourtney. How are you, mate? I'm great, thank you. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm absolutely bright, mate. Look, it's absolutely uh, pissing the rain out there, mate. What's, what can we say about this Saturday? It's been a day where I've been able to stay in and chill because I'm usually busy doing this or doing that. But Aye. today I've just been able to chill and stay in the house and it's been great. Chill. Well, do you know what I'm doing? Do you know what I'm doing right now apart from t- uh, talking to you, mate? I'm having a conversation with you on this uh, anchor, uh, this Green Sunrise. I'm actually having a couple of non-alcoholic beers and I'm just about to d- dive into a deliciously dark chocolate plant-based Alpro mm. yoghurt. But ah. I'm going to have to hold that on the side until we speak to you. Yeah, of course. Also, by the way, mate, Matt, uh, you're, no, you're not any good at uh, fixing heating, are you? Fixing gas boilers, are you? Because I because no, nah. nah, you're not good. Well, do you know what? You're not good for me because nah. my heating's away. <laughs> so I'm absolutely freezing, mate. I've got no hot water, and my heating's off at the moment. So I'm actually I've got a lots of clothing on at the moment, and I've got a big house coat on as well. So I'm I'm, I'm keeping warm that way. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but look, yeah. thank you again, mate. I know we've been trying to get this done. We've tried to get you on this uh, podcast for a while. Obviously, I've been trying to build this thing. In the background, and I've been speaking to you about it, haven't I? Yeah. So I'm glad that you come on. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, no problem. Today, uh, and we're going to get through some questions. Uh, and like I say, Green Sunrise for me is just—it's all about. For me, it started off with how you start your day, but it's obviously going to be more than that. Green Sunrise will be about how you keep in top of your mental health, and obviously stories behind how other people are keeping in top of their mental health. And obviously just giving our people another way out. Yeah, definitely, yeah. You know what I mean? Right, Christopher, we'll start. Let's, tell me, first of all, this is about you, Christopher McCartney. So tell me, tell me about you, tell me a bit about your story, mate. So I am 25. Um, I come from the Drumchapel, Bloodarty area. Uh, I grew up in, I was born in 1995 and I grew up the first 10 years of my life in Drumchapel and then we moved my parents and I moved down to Bloodardy which is just down the road a bit um, which a lot of people don't actually know Bloodardy very well so anytime I'll, I'll say oh, where are you from and I'll just say Drumchapel because 
most people don't know <laughs> what a blood IPA is. Aye. Aye, but mate, I, I grew up in Chapel as well, and Bordardo to me was a place I played football. So when I was playing football yeah. for my team and uh, my, my St. Ninian's football team, that's where their home park was, Bordardo, and that's all yeah. right. Aye. It's came, it's came on leaps and bounds, isn't it, Bordardo, since back in the day, man? Yeah, well, the, I I think they've actually they've actually done away with the the pitches or what was the pitches because they built a new school in them, um, but I think they are um, making new grounds mm-hmm. for football. Oh, good! I get get the get the parks back up because it was well. Yeah. Let's go. I'm going to be honest with you, Christopher. It was uh, there was no grass parks there, weren't there? No. It was already ash. Well, uh, if I, I remember being there, and that was it was a wee bit a wee bit of time ago, right now. But it was yeah, uh, but I'm forty, so when I was putting that, yeah. obviously thirty thirty old years ago, uh, it was it was already ash parks, man. So there's I've got many agrees, <laughs> many a scar on my leg from from that. Yeah. Part. So I'm trying to get grass in because I don't remember seeing grass, but that that's been quite recently, mm-hmm. maybe ten years. 15 years or so. Ah, that's right. I think there was grass parks eventually. I think there's a, a yeah. wide grass park at the end. That's right. Uh, but I, I, your school was, wasn't allowed in the grass park. We weren't the good off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we weren't the good off. So really no, nah, but it was, it was good to play football, didn't it? Right, so tell me this, mate. Uh, now, you've done a podcast on Men Matter, Men Matter Scotland as well. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a visual one as well, so it's not just audio. And I, I, I've watched it and I keep and I've told you before I've, I've yet to watch it to its entirety and I watched I've, I've just not had a chance to watch it right through but I, I was impressed uh, with you as a person uh, how you, come, you came across so obviously they watching you guys do their podcast inspired me to do my own and I spoke to the boys about that but I'm gonna, we're only obviously going to talk about that but look the LGBT right what does it mean for you, right? So I'll speak about that, right? Uh, and what does it mean for you and, and obviously other people listening? Well, I've been out as um, bisexual for a good number of years now. It, has, it took me a while to, to accept it. And for any teenager growing up, um, it is a, a challenging time just discovering who you are as a person. Um it took me a while to, to accept it. And then, um, so initially, just starting off, I realised maybe when I was about 15, um, I came out in school because people would be asking me um, about it and it was a topic of conversation. Um, I then didn't want to, to admit it to anyone. But um, as I hadn't admitted it to myself yet, but I finally had the courage and admit uh, and just said it out loud, uh, which was a bit of a mistake given that um, it was in the middle of class. Uh, it was a private conversation, but it did um, it did have repercussions uh, as it did spread um, right. about the, the the whole year in the school, etc. So um, it wasn't the best idea, uh, but then I realised uh, that was when I, I said I was gay and then I realised that I liked women as well. So mm. 
it wasn't until about 17 that I realised that and um, and then I came out to my friends around about that age and then my family at 19. Um, so it took me a while before I was able to pluck up the courage to tell my family. Um, some people find it really difficult to come out to family and there's a lot of horror stories um, where their families haven't been accepting of them, but I was one of the, the lucky ones that had a supportive family. Yeah. Which, which, which has been, I was going to ask you how it's affected you, right? But which, listening to what you've just said there, right, which, what was your biggest regret? Now, I, I know you said there that you don't think you should have came out at that certain time or you don't think you should have told certain people. What was, what was your biggest regret about any of that? I think apart from, I don't know, I, I say my biggest regret was coming out at that age. Um, and, and what sort of age were you taking, Chris? I was 15. Right. Um, when I was un- still quite unsure about myself as a person. And uh, when you look back, um, I could have done it in a better a better way. Um yeah. Instead of um, in front of a whole load of people, um, again it was a private conversation, but mm-hmm. it did spread, and it might have um, it could have been a conversation yeah. just one me and a closer friend um, outside of school or in the playground, etc. Was it? I take it, it was it was a confusing time for you then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, as I said, like there's a lot of people um, growing up, you would see, you would find yourself attracted to people of the the same sex, and uh, uh, society uh, is mainly at that time. We were changing as a society, but it was obviously the the norm. Um, as people would put it, was to be in a, a heterosexual relationship, um, and that you you were looked upon as being different uh, if you were part of the LGBT community. Um, so that in itself does bring um, a bit of anxiety to some some people and a lot of people because you grow up thinking that you are different from from everyone else. Yeah, uh, straight, straight away there. Obviously, you you would talk about your your struggles with, with mental health then that early. So yeah, it's like you've had to deal with that since obviously fifteen, and obviously, all right, you're being confused and you're confused about what you want and stuff like that. But it must have been. I know we've spoke about it being hard and coming out in the way you did. But was it no? Was it no such a relief that you done it? It was, um, it was a relief, um, but as I said, like I didn't really know the. At that point in time, I just yeah. muttered, I, I just muttered the words, and I didn't know, and I didn't really fully understand the, the, the consequences. The consequences, aye, yeah, aye. Surely, uh, probably, and it's just me, obviously, thinking out loud as well, and that's how you would feel then. But do you know what? It must have been. It must have been so relieving that you actually done it, though. And even although the consequences come of such, right, I think we're always going to have consequences for doing such a big act. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know like I, mean? I, I, do, I do remember back then it was like people did, some of the people in my year did realise and that's after it, I did realise and begin to realise how bold of an act it was. Uh, and mm. some people did say to me, um, wow, like I couldn't do that or like they did look at me in, in awe in a sense. Yeah. Um so if you if you help people then from that action? Well have you maybe a a massive help for other people? Well technically you could say yeah like a couple of the people who did um the, the, at that point in time who who did say that they were going through similar um situations um and which like did later in life come out. Yeah. Was it was there anybody was obviously was there anybody that you that were close really close with that didn't know and were they surprised? So so, so your, your close pals, did they know from no, I that think coming I, out? I think that I think they they all um kind of knew um, to a certain degree. It's just that um, it was reaffirmed, actually, when I told them. Aye. Aye. So, well, that must have been, again, that must have been a relieving thing for them. And yeah. Must have been a, was, there, was there many open conversations had from that? And I know it's very young to, and to remember that, but was there any open conversations from that point onwards that, that made your relationship stronger, I suppose? I think um, I think yes, in the sense that my close friends, I was able to have um, conversations. It is quite a few years ago now, so I can't actually remember specific conversations. But I do know that at least I had people at that point in time that I could turn to. I wasn't um, comfortable enough, and I tried to pluck up the courage to tell my parents, but it was still. Um, quite a hard thing to do um, and given that I had all this those repercussions at school I was kind of scared as well that the same would happen uh, and I think I couldn't cope with it at that point given that I had just done something so courageous um, at school but I couldn't do it at home uh, I think it would be maybe too much if it all had, it was all going on at the one time. Um, yeah. So that's kind of when I decided that I would maybe leave it until I was more sure of myself, until the dust settled. Um, and then I could then tell my parents and family. Uh, so, yeah, how long was it? Uh, how long was it after? That you told well, your parents? Um, well, I initially came out probably about maybe 10 years ago or something. And then right. it's eight years ago. Well, as initially as gay, then I realised that I was bi. And then I, I, um, I told my close friends probably when I was about 17, and that was about um, eight years ago. And right. then it wasn't until six years ago that I decided um, to tell my parents and family 
in 2014. So tell me this then, the struggles, right, from, the again, we'll talk about the mental health aspect to that. Uh, What do you find now? Where where are you now with it? And I know you're obviously, you're fine with it now, but how how long did it take you to get to being really good or get being fine with it all, with your mental health aspect? And when when was your dark days? So what, can I ask you about your dark days with mental health? How how dark you got and how you came across it? How you came up? Came I, out of it? Is this still in regards to being part of the the community? Well, that as well. But I think as well, just just other aspects of mental health, because uh, mental health is, is is a large thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely. So yeah, yeah. But so, I think I've had. Um, struggles with mental health like after the initial coming out in school uh, I called that a bit of a dark period because I didn't really know who I could turn to um, yeah. I had a couple of close friends that I could turn to um, That's always quite lonely then Yeah, yeah, like I, I didn't really know who I could turn to so I did feel a bit more lonely and isolated then yeah. Um, yeah. but as I grew up and I got to know myself a bit bit better. I knew kind of where I fitted in, um, mm-hmm. and which I never answered. The, the other part of the question was what it means to be part of the LGBT community. Oh, yeah, I need to ask that as well, of course. Um, and that now, I now feel as though I... It's an, it's an important part of my life now, being part of the community in some way. And we are at a stage now in society where we celebrate it more than ever. Uh, and we are continually changing as a society. And being part of the LGBT community is, is definitely something to be celebrated. Um, and... It's nothing to be ashamed of, um, yeah. and it's um, it's good. I, I'm happy now being part of the community. Um, at first, obviously, you're you're still finding yourself, and you're not really sure where you fit in. But there's always a place there for you. But um, in regards to dark days, mental health wise, um, I'm trying to think. Like after that. I did notice um, probably when I came, probably all started maybe when I started, um, I left school and went into uni. Um, I think um, I did have that dark period after coming out and it sort of sorted itself out, I think, um, because I sort of, time went on and things, situations improved um, but when I moved from school into uni um, it was a, a really difficult time because I'm very uh, I'm very much a routine person uh, and I like my routine uh, whereas when I went to uni my whole life changed um, the, the close friends I once had in school and I would, I would see them on a um, a semi-regular basis. I would go from seeing them once, or no, every week to maybe once a week to once a month, and that did take its toll on me um, quite a lot. 
Um, because we would all be busy, because we were maybe all doing different uni courses at different juries, uh, I wouldn't get to see them as much. Um, So that in itself was quite quite difficult to adapt to. Um, And it wasn't until probably the end of um, 2014 into 2015 when that sort of came to head where um, I had some relationship troubles where um, I I hadn't really been in a relationship before and um, I kind of felt like a relationship was something that I really needed in my life because it would make me feel more complete Um, and I was rejected by someone um, who was a bit older than me um so that took its toll on me. Um and then it wasn't until probably about the beginning of twenty fifteen when I really sort of struggled um mm-hmm. with my mental health. And then that's when I went to my GP. Right. Uh I was referred my my mum had referred me to Cope, which is a um a local charity um which helps with mental health um and it's more of a sort of how do I put it as a, a mental health charity um, yeah I think I've seen that actually if you, yeah. I was actually on NHS uh, and the NHS have got so many different outlays and different places yeah. to go to if you're suffering for your mental health and that was yeah, sure yeah. one of them yeah, yeah. The, the attitude. So I, I, I did go to Coke and I did go to um, my GP and at that point I knew a lot about, uh, I knew of antidepressants and medications etc um, but I didn't really know if that was the best option but I just felt like I wanted something to try and stabilise how I was feeling um, yeah. and which I felt like medication was the route. So I was yeah. reluctantly put on them, uh, given I was still quite young at the time. Um, my GP did put me on them, and I was on them for probably about um, six months. And, and they did help uh, a lot um, with stabilising um, how I was feeling. Um but I decided I decided to to come off them because I realised you no, know, I I don't really want to to keep on them. Yeah, I didn't want to depend on them. Uh, given that I was quite still quite young at the time, I was still um, a teenager, but I was just turning twenty that year. So, um, so anyway, I I continued on and. Um, I would see my friends less and less because they would have relationships or they would be busy with uni. And, but we made a point to uh, to try and meet up at least once a month. Uh, plus I worked part-time as well when I was at uni. So I did find it quite difficult to go out and socialise. Um, mm-hmm. But I did um, try and socialise when I could and have the time. Um how, how vital was that for you to, to socialise? What did you say there, sorry? How, how vital was it to socialise? Because I think that would be a big factor, wouldn't it? Yeah, to, to I'm, I'm, a, 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I'm a, I'm a social butterfly, as you, you could say. I no, always like no. uh, to socialise and uh, and meet with people and chat. And uh, I'm always one of these types of people that just likes to be out and about. Um, but that in itself um, did uh, take its toll because my my friends would be out. Um, out uh, at nights out etc but I would maybe have to turn them down because I was working or um, uh, or I had plans the next day and because I drove um, I wouldn't be able to obviously drink and drive so that was um, something I had to, to sacrifice um, uh, whereas at that point in time I, most of my friends didn't drive so they didn't, ha- they didn't have anything to, to worry about um, so I continued on and I would see my friends uh, maybe once a month or so um, and that that was 2015 uh, into 2016 um, but in 2015 I had a sort of half a relationship where um, it broke down because it wasn't really uh, going anywhere uh, it was my mm-hmm. first say proper relationship but Proper is in, in the sense that um, it was it, it was like a, a an, an actual relationship, um, but because we both had commitment issues and uh, we both decided to to call it quits at the end of December. So we've been out for maybe about eight or nine months, um, but the both of us. Um, we were really busy with uni and work and we didn't really have much time for each other. So it, it was quite difficult balancing a, a relationship. So I decided at that point in time that I still had a year and a bit to go of uni. So I was going to focus on that and right. through uni. Um, so 2016 was a... Was a um, an exciting year because I got the opportunity through my uni course um, to um, travel and go to Portugal for two months. Um, All right. So I it was I was as I should state that I studied biomedical science uh, at UWS in Paisley, and uh, I went to Portugal from between May and July of 2016 and that was an exciting time um, where I was able to to go and immerse myself in a different culture. I'd never really travelled before so it was an exciting time and it, it was quite challenging in the sense that I'd never been away from home for so long. Um, but That must have been so rewarding though. What did you say, sorry? I said it must have been so rewarding to get away and do something different. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was very uh, exciting and it was um, it was great to get away and do something different. But it was um, challenging. I sorry, I, I saw, obviously it was challenging to do that, especially if you've been away from your, from your home anyway. Yeah. Tell me, so tell me about you, because obviously I, I've known you from Myanmar, Scotland, and we're going to we're going to tap on that in a wee bit. But uh, your mental health now, right? How do you? Because I know how I try and keep on top of it. And it's it's quite difficult to keep on top of your mental health. 
But anybody that's listening, what would you say? I mean, which you're talking about there that you like the routine, right? And you you were you're quite. Would you say methodic in the way you, you would approach things? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. so how would you how do you keep on top of your mental health at the moment? What, what is it you do? Well, it's all about sort of keeping a, a routine going. Uh, for me, um, as something that has been discussed with, um, with other people to help them, and which it's something that that helps helps me. It's something I always do, and I find that. Um, if I could, if I, I couldn't cope if I didn't do it. But it's the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is uh, make my bed. And which some people do it, some people don't do it. But it's one of these things that I've always done. And I think yeah. if if I didn't do it, um, I, I wouldn't be able to to cope for the rest of the day knowing that my bed hasn't been. Uh, tell tell me this: Are you are you a, are you a snoozer? Sometimes a loser, or do you get straight up and you're up? No, no, I'm straight up. Like, see, as my alarm goes off, I'm straight up. Ah. I might um, lie there maybe for a couple of minutes just to wake myself up, and then I'm up and out of bed. Ah, good. Good, that's apart, apart, That's what I need here because... Aye. Yeah, I was just going to say, apart from maybe days off um, or at the weekends, but that doesn't count. No, it doesn't really count. Well, it actually, it does count. I think it does count. I think uh, when you're keeping tap a routine, it's good to get up early as well. Yeah. I was up for half six in the morning. Uh-huh. Now, usually, I've spoke to you about this before, mate. I do try and do the, the miracle morning stuff when I'm up at five o'clock. It's very hard, though. It's because my heating's off. I've got, and I can't even get up and put the heating on. But actually, it's probably an excuse for me. I should be getting up and doing some sort of exercise. Do you do any exercise in the morning when you get up? Well, it depends on how, um, on what day it is and how I'm feeling. But I try and keep a routine ah. going where um, I decided uh, after I turned 25, I've had like a kind of a, a love-hate relationship with um, with exercise and exercise routines. Is I've easily fallen <laughs> fallen away from them from time to time, like I did go to the gym for quite a while when I was younger, I did try cycling, I tried many different things, um, swimming as well, but I think uh, it's one of those things that I just have fallen out with. Um, Uh, It's it's, it's Christopher, it's hard, uh, it's very hard to keep on top of it. It was through, so it was through um, people that I've worked with and other people, including yourself, had mentioned it. Um, But when I decided when I turned 25 this year, I decided that that, it's another milestone birthday where you're you're five years till 30. So I feel like it was a life where I had to go, well, look, things need to change. Um, and which yeah. I decided Good. at that point that I would start running. And running was never something that I had really considered uh, doing, um, but it was just that I had known, I knew people who had do, ha, had been doing it. Um, and I thought, well, I'll give it a try, um, in which I've not looked back. It's been something I've done consistently for um, a good, we're, we're now into the 10th month of the year, so good 
um, four months now. Are you still on top? You still on top of your running? Yeah. Then you still been able to do yeah, your running? Yeah, so oh, uh, has Absolutely. um has been has worked in quite well with my my work. Um, again, right. um, as I might talk about later, as with this year, it has been quite a struggle uh, in the sense coping with working twelve-hour shifts due to the the pandemic. Um, but we've recently uh, we did have some days off uh, during the week, or uh, which I did on my days off go running, uh, and now um, we have moved on to another set of shifts um, that are just Monday to Friday, um, and it's either a, an early or a late shift. So if I'm at the early shift. Um, three days a week what I'll do is maybe like a Monday, Wednesday and Friday um, depending on if I've got other stuff going on that I'll go out and run after I come back from work and then right. on days right. that I'm a late shift I'll be able to have a, a slight lie in uh, and I'll, I, as I, I said as well during the week if I'm off then I'll still get up a reasonable time, maybe say about half seven. So, on right. where I'm not working until later, then I'll maybe get up at half seven, and then that gives me enough time to get up and go for a run in the morning. So, I've been doing that, that consistently guess. for a good four months now. Ah, uh, bro, I, I, I was always speaking to you about the, the running yeah. before, and it was good. It was good to see your stories because you obviously share the story of your running. And I was like, that's brilliant. And does, I think as well, see when you do yeah. that, and again, we're going to, I'm going to ask you next about Men Mark Scotland, right? But see when you do that, the boys that we're talking to see that. Yeah. And, and then they think, you know what? I'm going to try yeah. it and I'm going to go and do that as well. And when people do that, that's when it becomes good for everybody. Yeah. Uh, and I think you've you've got to keep on top of your, your running as well. I'm, I've no run the last couple of weeks, I'm going to be honest, but I've just been lazy because I've moved house and stuff like that and I've just moving some stuff. But, the thing is, I need to get back to my running as well. Tell me this though, do you like running in the rain? Because it's raining. I do, yeah. I do, yeah. I do like running yeah. in the rain, yeah. Um, it does cool you down um, when you're running, Aye. yeah. Aye. Well, I don't think I'll be running in, in the rain, only because my heating's ah. not working and my hot water's not working. Now, by the way, I never, I never told you this, right? But... Uh, I'm going to, in fact, we'll leave that, right? I was going to ask you about the men Hoff, uh, sorry, the, the Wim Hoff thing, right? But, and I've not spoke to you about that, but what we'll do is I'm going to ask you first of all, right, tell me about Men Mart Scotland, because this is quite big in our lives at yeah. this precise moment in time. What, what is Men Mart Scotland? So, I'll just, end, I'll just talk about kind of how I've got involved with Men Matter Scotland. Yeah, so, I... Uh, with Men Matter Scotland, it's a men's, health, a men's mental health charity that was basically founded at the end of last year and it's, which has prolifically um, expanded over the last several months and is continuing to do so. Uh, it's located in Drum Chapel um, and but it, it, it outreaches to men across Scotland. But I got involved with Men Matter um, as I was struggling with my mental health a lot at the start of this year. And I saw a leaflet, again, I went to my GP and I was put on uh, antidepressants um, after suffering 
um, some depression just with a build up of stress at work and uh, a breakdown of another relationship. Um, yeah. So I so I left it uh, and I decided to to go along. So I went uh, along and to a fucking group on on the Sunday. Uh, they ran uh they ran a, a weekly talking group on a Sunday at their hub, which is I said based in Drumchapel. Uh, and it's where there's a mixture of different guys who uh, were basically sharing their stories and uh, you would go around and sort of talk about how your week's been. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I enjoyed it. It was a relief when I when I went there and um, it was a, such a relief when I, when I first went. Uh, and I went back the following week. Uh, there was a games night on on a Wednesday night. Um, so I went along and I met some more guys and I was chatting to them and and it did feel like um, I definitely had hit it off and I'd found a place where I could go along and be accepted and um, and just be part of something bigger. Uh, but yeah. unfortunately, um, due to the... the pandemic they, they had to close uh, in March uh, because of the, the lockdown um, but they, they started Zoom uh, talking groups which ran every um, Sunday uh, afternoon so I took, I, I took them um, when I could uh, which was nearly every week and they did have some quiz nights on and other bits and bobs going during the week um, and then when the lockdown restrictions did ease they were able to open the, the hub back up again which has been amazing uh, uh, you, you still there yeah. Chris are you broke off I'm sorry um, uh, sorry I saw it's just so it's open but the, the, the hub opened back up yeah and it's been good for yeah time. it has it definitely yeah. has been because we've um, that's been a good few weeks um, couple of months now, basically, where they, they had run the uh, a breakfast club, um, That's and it. they had other activities, but they have still had to adapt, um, to government. I've been down, I've been down. Sorry, to cut you off. I, I was down to see the boys uh, when they don't back up from from the lockdown, and I, I was. I'm going to be honest with you. Now, apart from the Zoom calls that we do on a Sunday and doing the Wednesday night as yeah. well, uh, by the way, I think it's life saving yeah, for some people. Definitely, yeah. Uh, they literally are life saving. But tell me this: when I went down to, the, down to see them at the hub, they've got they've got such a unique layout and such a, a good mm-hmm. setup. Tell me a bit about that. There's so many different rooms. Yeah, there, isn't but um, it used it used to actually be um, Cope who had that um, building um, but it did get um, they, they, Ben Master took it over and Cope moved into a new place you're, cut, you're cutting off the festival is there a problem with uh, the light? Can you, you hear me? Uh, try, sorry just try again I might be just my phone I might just cause the rain <laughs> the rain's obviously yeah. stopping this yeah. can you hear me now? So, so I've, as I was saying, that 
Um, it used to be Coke that had that building, but it is a, a unique. Yeah, it used to right, be cool. a. It is a unique um, building and, and layout because it's like one big sort of living area, uh, which um, yeah. does have many rooms on it, um, and we we have multi-use rooms. We've got like a project room which has like woodwork, etc. And it we've got like a, a games room which has got um games consoles. Uh there's like a, a fitness slash talking room. Uh that's got like a um like well they've got the gym bit, but there's also another one that's got like a, a punch bag and there's also like a um like um acrobat things, I think, in it. Um um, we use that as a talking room as well. Uh, we've got like a, a they they are still in the middle of renovating um the the place up again. Um, I developing. I was saying uh, the the sound's going to be Christopher. I don't know what's happening here. The sound. Uh, we'll see, but we'll try and get through this. And if no, we can. What I can do is we can we can stop it, and I can I can add the, the second part. Uh, we'll try and get the quote. So let's see if we can answer one more question. If we can't do that, then I'll add I'll add on the next part. So uh, obviously we spoke about the Minmax yeah. uh, hub and how how great it is. Uh, you're coming in now, actually. T- tell me this: uh, apart from all the rooms, now that that are really good, and there's places to go and there's people to see, which. What's your involvement with Menmark Scotland now? Yes, yeah, so we're all volunteers the there, um, and which um, I decide because mental health becomes more stable, that I can help other people. So I've became a Facebook admin person for Menmatter, um, and which I can reply to any messages or. Uh, post that may be put up on their page and we've got a, also a private members page uh, the the guys can be part of um, I'm also, I also take um, the talking groups which run via Zoom on the Wednesday nights and on a Sunday afternoon um, and I've been doing that for a good few weeks now uh, so I do enjoy that as you can get to meet other people and then help them and give them some advice on how they can um, help them help themselves. Um, and I was just just to, just to set that straight. Obviously, when I first came in with the Men Matter Scotland, you were obviously one of the boys coming on. And obviously, we can't discuss what's, what what gets said on it because it's private and confidential. But what I will say is, uh, you. You yeah, helped me yeah, get yeah. connected up with these guys for that, didn't you? So it was quite good for you because I, I couldn't get the link. And I, I was I was a bit digitally inept, so you were there to kind of give me the link and show me how to get on it properly. So I, I thank you for that because obviously I was able to go onto the group and talk to the boys as well and tell them obviously because it was to help me as well because we we all have our, our times where we need help. So I found it really beneficial. But now I'm seeing you doing the talks and you're actually taking. On the questions and you're helping people, Thanks. and I think that's amazing. Mate, so thank um, you very much for that as well. Yeah, and which uh, we're continually trying to 
uh, provide more services and opportunities uh, for guys to get involved. So I will be maybe taking on some more uh, responsibilities and uh, uh, in the future uh, with my right, master, but it definitely has been a life saver. It's a life saver for me and it's been a life saver and it continues to be a life saver for so many other guys. Aye, no, definitely. I think I think we made Mark Scotland. You you will agree with me, Chris. It's for me. It's all about the involvement and the engagement. Yeah. That you have with other people, the guys that are there, uh, because without that, then these guys these guys struggle, uh, and I'm one of these guys as well. Yeah. I struggle as well when when we don't have that place to go. So, aye, it's vital that they, they keep this going, and to me, it's. It's definitely saving lives. Yeah, because let's yeah. be honest, mate, it's suicide prevention. That's why they've started it. Uh, so, Yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, definitely is. Do you know what I mean? Uh, now, so there's all different There's all different types. Uh, sorry, first, first of all, before I ask you that question, what, what support do you think the guys for, like yourself that obviously help out at Menmark Scotland? Because this is We've got to be honest, this is all... all uh, no, no, it's, no, it's healthy. These guys don't charge any money. It, it's, it's, all vo- it's all voluntary. So it's, they're doing, they used to do the breakfast, and now they're doing that. They're doing a thing now, I think, they're trying to get set up from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock, which is kind of like a pre-theatre as well, which I yeah. think is brilliant, because that's the times that, I, that I'm able to get down. Yeah. Uh, some, some people can't get down during the, the mornings, uh, but they can get maybe there at night. So it is growing arms and legs, which is brilliant because yeah, people definitely. are starting to be able, it's more accessible to people. And I think that I think that's brilliant. So uh, what can I, what other support do you think they need? Apart from money money wise, we need to obviously need money for, to help with the with the charity because obviously again, this is all free. Uh, and need money to help with keep keep the I doors think open. It's more, well, um, apart from they financial, they do need um, man support as well uh, like guys who are hands on um, that, that are able to um, yeah. do a lot of the, the the actual volunteering with regards to the actual run of nights or running of the, the, yeah. the different clubs or events that we do um, that in itself um, is the key thing as well and I think it's also having volunteers there as well to do a lot of the admin stuff because you don't realise because it is a charity and because you have to apply for funding and have all these rules and regulations in place that in itself that in itself takes uh, a lot of time and organisation so they just need more uh, manpower and as as times move on, um, could because uh, the, the the guys' state of mental health improve, uh, they can also help out in which, in turn, that will help them help other people. Yeah, it, it helps other it helps people obviously go there, and like I say, they're they're growing uh, every day, and of. They've, they've really went yeah. uh, from not to 60, uh, which is just remarkable and what they've achieved. And and I think that's that's the thing. Right? It's, they've, they've really done some well. 
some some good, really good work. Now, uh, before I go to my next question, uh, what what else can you think of? Right, uh, we're different. Sorry, see all the different types of situations. I know we can we can talk about uh, an individual situations because everybody's individuals are so uniquely different. Uh, and everybody's got different stuff that's going on. But is there any challenge, any situations that you found really tough to deal with the, the beginning of the year, I think, was one of the toughest I've ever faced um, with regards to the, the breakup of a, another relationship because a lot of people do have successful relationships in which I've not had long-term yeah. successful relationship and I was you begin to think is that something to me or is it um is there just is there something wrong with me why and then you start you start to question yourself as a person but you also yeah. um start to believe as well uh that, that there's something wrong because you feel the need for a relationship but when you look at it like that, it's more about you're yeah. you're looking for someone else to make you feel happy, whereas you need to be happy within yourself. Uh, and that's that's the key. You need to have a good relationship with yourself, Aye. and and a, a a romantic relationship. Yep. It doesn't actually mean as much to someone. Uh, if you do have a good relationship with yourself, yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, Christopher, I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you said that, mate, because uh, <laughs> it pretends age age of forty, as you can find yourself in in relationships. I think not just for for the sake of it, but you find yourself in relationships uh, because yeah. you you feel like you're under pressure to fill that void and that gap. Because you think that you've got to you've got to live up to that. No, I understand it. If you're married and stuff like that, and I've not been fortunate enough to to be doing that. And but even though I've got two kids, I've just not had, uh, been fortunate enough to connect with another person mm-hmm. to for them to be kind of your soul partner. But I don't think having a soul partner is what we're talking about here. I think it's like the if you can you've you've tapped on it already. If you can be strong enough and love yourself and be strong yourself, then you can take on relationships in the future and they'll be good. Yeah. But the whole point is that's not your be all and end all. I think if you look after yourself first yeah. first and foremost, yeah. then that's that's obviously going to get you through the, t- the tough times. Because let's be honest, you can't mm-hmm. you can't dictate yeah, someone else's you happiness. Yourself. You can't make anybody else happy. And I think I think that's vital. You've got yeah. to Yep. That old cliche, you you can only make yourself happy and I People need, to, people need to remember that as, as well. Uh, but again, it's all about talking to people. And if sometimes if you need to, if mm-hmm. you need to reach out, uh, you need to understand there's people there for you. Uh, and, and like I say, there's people like me and you and guys at Female mm-hmm. Matters that are open. And there's no judgment of our past. That's what I loved about Men Matter Scotland. Uh, Men Matter Scotland is a place where there's no judgment. There is just a place where you can go and be yourself and talk about your yeah. talk about your feelings and your your, your problems that you mm-hmm. may have. Aye, so it's really good. Now, uh, 
it's been brilliant, mate. Right, I, I've I've loved I love talking to you. And I, I, like I say, I loved uh, I love meeting you at Menmark Scotland because you helped me a lot to connect up with the guys. Uh, yeah, and obviously me and you speak a, a lot ju- during the time when I'm there. When I if I can get a time, yeah, I find I have yeah. to get down. But when I do yeah. get down, it's good for the Zoom calls and stuff like that, which I think is very very important. Very very important. Now, this is a new thing for me, uh, and we will tap on. We'll, we'll give Menmark Scotland uh, a plug at the end. It will tell you how you get in contact with Menmark Scotland. But for me, when you talk about uh, Green Sunrise, right? Would you? When you confirmed or agreed to come on to Green Sunrise, what, what are you thinking about me doing this Green Sunrise? I think, think it's more be? about sort of is that, is that a hard having question? another opportunity there for people to maybe share their story and and sort of have and spread more positivity in times yep. where there are um, there are uncertain times ahead and there's a lot of challenging times ahead. Um, and people are faced faced with a lot of challenges and uncertainty yeah. in their lives, and it is good for others to be able to um, be a light for other people. Yeah, I uh, no, definitely. I think I think when I when I thought I didn't gain sunrise, and I had we got a help from uh, other people and uh, the. My girlfriend as well. She spoke to me about it, and uh, and I and I said to her, look, I said that I wanted to do something. I've been, I've always wanted to help people with mental health, so and and just just to speak to people and have general conversations about life. But I think the, the reason I might start is because I want people to realise there's, there's other routines that maybe they've not tried, uh, because you can spout off a routine uh, and they'll go, oh, I'm going to do that, and then they'll not do it. But some some things don't work for for some people. And I think the more routines that I can get out there for people to see, then hopefully we can take wee bits of every routine that everybody has uh, and hopefully yeah. people can mm-hmm. fill units. Now, you know I've spoke to you about units, the unit filling. I, How do you again, feel, it's How do you not, feel about it's the unit filling? It's something that I really looked at, but I can understand where you are coming from with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I can kind of see it as a, 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 a way yeah. to be productive and um, and I try to do things during the day just yeah. to, to like be productive and when I feel like I've had a productive day it's been a good day Aye. Uh, and if anybody doesn't know what, what I mean by the, the unit phones because obviously they might not know it from other podcasts that I've done but the uh, unit phones is like for me it's a 30 minute units of your day and when you've got a 30 minute unit of your day I'm just explaining to people that might not know if you've got a 30 minute unit of your day what are you filling that with uh, so think about your day and when you're doing stuff think about your day in 30 minute units and when you think of, you break your, your day into 30 minute units like that it becomes a lot easier I think in my opinion it takes a wee bit of stress away of having to do something or, or having to be somewhere at a certain time just, just thinking you're doing 30 minute units. Well, what am I going to do for Again, this is just another podcast, but I, I think the 30 minute units is, is quite vital for me anyway. But uh, I, hopefully that's, that's getting shared out with yourself and other people. Yes, I am, yeah. You still there, Chris? Right, so tell me this, mate. We're going to have a wee joke. There's not really a joke for, uh, for, 
for uh, for for you, but it is for me. Uh, but it's not really it's something that I'm doing now. Sun, since uh, Green Sunrise, I've started it right now. As you know, mate, with me and you have had no heated debates, but we've had a couple of uh, couple of talks, a couple of uh, bashes about me turning vegan, right? Now, I, I believe now that I've just I'm, I've done the vegan stuff, and I'm doing the vegan stuff, and I'm do, I'm trying to involve yeah. that in my life, right? No, I know people will be turning off soon as you say vegan, but if you would have one day of being a vegan, what day would it be? And when, see when I say that one day of being a vegan, I'm talking about everything that you do. You, you yeah. look at the aspect of a ve- of vegan. I, I really, that, I, I'm sense? not really sure. I think, I don't know, maybe a Sunday. <laughs> I think maybe just because it's the end of the week and it's, it's then the beginning of a new week so I think like because it's Aye. the end of the week and I'm then the new see. week's beginning and they, so I think it, like when some people consider ah. Sundays the start of a week but I consider Sundays to be the end of a week um, so, that's right yeah that's right that's a, that's a, actually, Christopher, yeah. that's a perfect day to do it. Because it's the start and, and it's the end. So, uh, that's absolutely brilliant. So, no, I think that would be a, a bit more no, challenging, but, but I think I would maybe um, be open-minded enough to to maybe try it. I think if I was, I think if I was able to sort of get um, yeah, or to find it. options out there, which I would be able to, to sustain... Um, eating or uh, living my life uh, <laughs> and that way I think it's feasible oh, bro, so what I've done there is and it's quite good that I asked you yeah. to do a week because you've actually answered the week question on your day yeah. question now you're, you're yeah. going to be on a Sunday and you're going to finish that Sunday so you be able to do the week no bother <laughs> Uh, and then obviously the question would be I'm going to get you done a year and before you know it mate you'll be a vegan like me and we'll be going to all the vegan parties uh, yeah I we'll think that's maybe a wee bit too far <laughs> so, but uh, I think um, I do think that um, I would really I think <laughs> maybe a month pushing it but I think you would need to do it in a stage where if you can go a week then you can go maybe a month and then sort of go from there but I think Hitting a full year um, off the cut, I think that's pretty challenging. Aye, aye, me. Like I say, I'm only I'm about twenty, probably the same time I gave up drinking alcohol. Yeah, I'm probably twenty five weeks into it. Uh, so I went for the double gunner. So, uh, oh, I meant, I meant to ask you. Obviously, yeah, I know you like a wee drink. Not again. You like you like to. Celebrate and socialise sometimes, we I've considered it. Um, Would you get up drinks sometimes or a, just a week or a month or a year? No, but I was going to do so for October, but you I know, never really like, uh, so went. October? I tried, I went far. Uh, I, just the way that things have worked out, um, I think I, I, I may be doing it, but what I usually do is I try Aye. to to have like non-drinking days per week. Um, and I'll maybe only drink for two, maybe one, two or three days. Um, but like yeah. past there, apart from 
yesterday, um, at the past five days before that, I didn't drink. So um, I try to like sort of break it up. Um. Now, I think for me, you know my opinion, Christopher, on uh, alcohol, and obviously we don't talk about the vegan stuff because that's just another thing, but. My my opinion on in drinking alcohol is that in, for me there's a culture that needs to be created differently. Now for me the reason I'm saying that is because it's all right. I've I'm forty, right? I've done all done all the partying and I've done all the stuff we drinking. No, no, but you know you understand that I've been there and done it, and I'm now trying to realise well. Most of my life, uh, if I've had any issues, and I'm not saying of all my issues. Mm-hmm. But most of my life's issues have stemmed from drinking yeah. too much alcohol or, or or the alcohol aspect has been there. I mean, mm. I've spoke to you about I lost my dad uh, and I think to me that was drink. Uh, but more, there's more to that. Uh, but the thing is, I think if we can, if I was to ask people that when they come on to Green Sunrise, it's just to understand that there's another culture out there for people uh, and that drinking doesn't have to be the way people go. Uh, it's hard. It's dead easy for me because I'm doing it and I'm finding it all right. Even although I'm drinking a non-alcoholic beer at the moment, uh, I'm finding it easy to do it because I want yeah. to do it. But I need. I hope that people can understand that it's it can be yeah. easy because people think it's all the yeah. people think it's a really hard thing to do. And it is a hard thing to do. Yeah, definitely. But it can. I think be as well. It's about be changing to, your yep. attitude towards it. Um, and some people do use it as a coping mechanism. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I think I would be lying to say that I, yeah. I still yeah. sometimes don't already, but I still do rather, but I don't use it. Like, it's not my go-to uh, thing to, to cope with, like, the likes of stress. But um, I do have a lot of other things in place. Uh, but I do like it as a, a way to relax. Um, and it, yeah. Yeah. I, again, again, that's you, Christopher, isn't it? That's, you're, you're quite good with that. I'm just thinking, I suppose I'm just thinking on the aspect of, well, for me, I mean, you're in a good place, right? But for all the people uh, that want to give it up or want to, that know that it's not for them, but what would your advice be? I mean, for me, it's a case of well, just you just need to do it. Yeah. It's it's there is there is life after drink, uh, and if people could only see that, then that, that would be good. But it's like yeah. because obviously we speak to people with, with problems with alcohol, and we try and help them. But I think it's a case of it's, it's a hard one. It's yeah. it's, it's really hard because it, it's it's such a it's such a thing that we're all used to doing. And it is part of the culture, and that's it. So I think for me, again, Sunrise, we try to change the culture. And hopefully kids or younger people, or even guys of the tender age of 40 like me, can say, oh, no, hold yeah. a minute, if these guys can do it and, and not drink, then yeah. why can't I? Uh, yeah. Hopefully they, they maybe start a new trend. I don't know. But you can only yeah, try so... and try it, you know what I mean? Now, t- now, I never asked you about social yeah. media. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll get a quick, I'll be quick about well, social media, right? Uh, I think well how would you think it was social media and, that and was the fact probably that about mental health. three years ago or something like that I gave up 
no, maybe two, two and a half. I think I decided to give up social media. Like at that point in time, I realised that I'd become quite obsessed with it, um, and it wasn't really doing much for my mental health. Uh, I, obviously, I'm not. I wasn't as um, understanding mm-hmm. of my own mental health as I am now, and how important it is. But I still, I did still know uh, that it didn't make me feel good. Um, so I decided to go cold turkey, as it was, with mm-hmm. social media, and I deactivated all my accounts. Um, and I still continue to use Facebook Messenger, but it's just good. without um, without the actual um, profile page and yeah, uh, the actual sense. app. Much, I, I'd never struggled at all because I got to a stage ah. where... Ah. I just decided right. enough is enough. Uh, and people, some people actually say, wow, I can't believe you've done this and I couldn't do that um, because I was just scrolling through the same rubbish every day and it was using so much of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I decided um, right. probably the end of last year, so maybe about a year and a half, um, I, I, I reactivated Facebook and started using it. Um, and after at the start of this year I did deactivate it again um, but I, I reactivated Facebook but the rest of social media like Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat um, I never used at all and I still haven't um, but with Facebook uh, I reactivated it once I joined Men Matter because they have the yeah, yeah. I know it's good that you, well, you need another contact. Yeah. Definitely, I think. Yeah, and I'm not saying uh, cancel uh, social media. I think. I think it has does have its purposes, and I think I came off. I came off the Facebook as well, and to be honest, I can't get back uh, in. I can't. I can't get yeah. my password. I don't remember my password, and it's came through to my old email address. I can't get back in there. It's, it's one of the ones, but I, I don't miss it. But what I do miss is, yeah, yeah, is yeah. you know, I don't. I used to do the lives and just talk to people about people's feelings and my own feelings. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it was a good. I suppose it was a good way of yeah. helping people get yeah. through their best tough times. And, and that's what I was going to say, boys. I use well. it now mainly but, as uh, a way to to spread more positivity. Um, so maybe post pictures. Like uh, have good things on them, or yeah. I'll, post, yeah. I'll put posts up yeah. about um, like uh, going running or something that makes me feel good that will help other people. Uh, no, there, is, there is a good, there's, there's a lot of positivity out there, and they're posting some good yeah. stuff. Uh, and we don't need to talk about the, the the crap stuff because that's that's always going to be there. But the, if as long as you're doing the good stuff and you're posting as much positivity as you can, because Christopher, that's who you are, mate. Since I met you on uh, through Men Matter Scotland, uh, I've just known a really fucking lovely guy. Pardon the French. Uh, I've known a really good guy who just wants to help people. But if you were going to, if you would want people to understand you as a yeah. person, but what do you want people to say about you? And I'm not saying it's all, because I, this is about you. What would you want people um, to say about you and how it, it, Throughout you help? life, I've always 
had a smile on my face um, and always try to to be positive and everyone um, would make passion remarks just about how smiley I am and um, how happy I look um, and sometimes that has been put on because I always want other people to to be happy um, but most of the time uh, I am in a good mood um, yeah. and that also affects other people and helps them but I've always been so driven and determined um, to, to, to always do my best and to uh, just strive to achieve uh, more and more uh, and make myself the better the best version of myself as I can um, and as, and also be a positive role model for other people. Ah. Aye, I saw you breaking up again, mate. I must admit, I do apologise for this connection. Well, the connection's not very good. I honestly believe it's a bloody rain. Aye, I just again, so, uh, I, you're obviously... Yeah, so what uh, I was saying I was that I've always been determined and um, I've always strived to be the best version of myself and I've always been um, determined and... Uh, driven um, and and I've always tried to better myself as a person to be the best person that I can be and be a positive role model for other people um, so they have someone yeah. to look to to say look if you are uh, to show them the light because yeah. if they are in a dark place then being able to get out of that is definitely feasible and achievable Yeah, I think people need to understand, Christopher. Also, uh, they need to understand how easy it is to contact, uh, the, especially the boys. I mean, there are there are many groups out there uh, that will help you. And, and NHS yeah. have got the if you type on NHS number, you you see there's lots of numbers to phone. But if you're if you want to contact so you can the boys, contact them in various ways. Uh, how, they how they, they have a Facebook page which is Men Matter Scotland. Or they have um, their Twitter page. They have their email, yep. which is menmatterscotland.gmail.com. And they also have their telephone number for the hub, which is 0141-944-7900. Perfect, mate. Absolutely perfect. And like I say... Uh, Mark Scotland, if anybody's uh, really struggling with, with mental health or their own their own life and they're looking for somewhere to go, then they want somebody yeah. to talk to. And even when I just came down for yeah. a cup of tea or a coffee yeah, definitely. Uh, to talk to the boys, there's always people down there, isn't there, Chris? It's always it's such a it's such a beautiful environment. Uh, and they'll, they'll show you some stuff as well, how to maybe mm-hmm. how to challenge your day, how to maybe approach your day. Because that's what, again, Green Sunrise is all about. It's about how you approach your day and looking for looking for out, outlays and lights, to be fair. Uh, that's what it's all about. So, look, Christopher, no problem. I'm going Thanks to say for having me. thank you very, very much for coming on Green Sunrise and being, thank you, man. I think you're my second guest. Thank you very much. Uh, and we'll definitely, I'll get yeah. going in the future because 
I want to speak to you, speak to you more yeah. about your job, but we'll do that for another I time. I work uh, as an associate what, what scientist you do again? in the uh, biosafety testing lab, um, where we test a lot. It's a my in the microbiology department, um, and generally we test vaccines and other um, pharmaceutical yeah. products, but to make sure that they're safe and not contaminated before they go uh, to be used. Mm-hmm. Perfect, absolutely perfect, mate. It's been it's been an enjoyable conversation. I, I do apologise about the sound. That's probably my end. The sound's been cutting off and on. But I think obviously yeah. I'm, well, I'm just starting this off, so my, my my gear and my equipment will be a bit better in the future. Uh, but I think we've got we've got the yeah. stuff down. No problem. And again, it's just a bit talk. It's just a conversation we've had. So thank you very much for spending. Yeah, spending over an hour with me. And look. Have a beautiful yeah. day. Even though I'll, the I'll not there. be doing it today, but enjoy I'll your, be starting enjoy your run next in the week. Rain. Today's a rest day. I'm the same way, but I'm, I'm just going to, but okay. nah. No I'll wait till my heat is fixed. <laughs> I'll wait till my heat is fixed, mate. Right, mate, thank you very thank much, you. mate. And, uh, yeah, you're yeah. absolutely bright, mate. Thank you very much. Have an awesome day. Uh, welcome, uh, and Green Green Sunrise loves you, mate. Uh, thank you for <laughs> coming on, thank you. coming on, and being a.